morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is a White Rose Transmission and Jasmine Tea. It's a time for sharing divine feminine wisdom, messages, musings that come through me, Dr. Cheryl Berry. It's how I'm being guided at this time to share acquired wisdom through my human journey as well as divine wisdom that flows through me from my higher self and my guidance team. It's really a time to come into sacred space as sacred sisters and sacred brothers, to be inspired and to reignite your own divine feminine wisdom, your intuition, which we all have, whether we're male or female. So may this serve you under the law of grace in your highest and best, bringing forth God's love and divine truth for, for your journey. Blessed be. So today is July 25th, right? 2023. It is a 777 day, and I am with the beautiful Dr. Jen Corbin. She is um, not only a chiropractor, but my friend, colleague, and um, I honorably say you're my sister in chiropractic, yeah. but also I feel like you are a soul sister too. The more we connect, I just feel a resonance that um, goes beyond this time and space. So thank you for being here and um for saying yes <laughs> to this <laughs> um and i just want the listeners to know the the inspiration i guess for now there's a couple of things first of all i have felt and guided to do these because i feel we all have wisdom we all have acquired wisdom we have divine wisdom and it doesn't matter what we're doing or being being in the world we are worthy of of the the wisdom that we are bringing in to the planet at this time and however we share that however we share it in our service in our our work in the world if you will our words that we share however it comes through we are definitely worthy of that and so i wanted to bring women on in my in the community and Jen, if that's should I is it okay if I call you Jen? Yes, please. <laughs> Even though um you're Dr. Jen. Um she is a catalyst in so many ways. <laughs> I just feel this in my heart because when I'm with you, something ignites between us, something magical comes through, and we usually have to look at the clock and go, we better stop <laughs> and get on with the rest of our day. And um, it's been, a, I, I can, I feel like I can say this for both of us and you can say it too, but I believe we can each agree there's been a gift for each one of us Yeah. for this connection, even though, even if we haven't, I, I believe we'll be connecting more frequently than yeah. we have in the past. Um, so we wanted to, I wanted to record this because I feel like every time we, we do this, these gems of, of wisdom come through, these pearls come through um, that probably the average person may not have heard. We may not have had time to really share it all, you know, 
and practice with them. Um, maybe in the health talks or wellness talks you might have given, but there's so much depth and so much that is um, a part of what we do, not only as chiropractors, but also as women, as mothers, yeah. as wise women, as teachers and you know, facilitators of healing. So with that, I'm just going to say, Dr. Jen, she, she is, she, I was going to say she lives down the street, but you, her practice is down the street from me, yeah. maybe, maybe a mile, maybe, you know, and, um, is it 17 years you've been in practice? 17. Yeah. And, um, I would love for you to share with the audience listeners, um, just what, however you wish to introduce yourself and your journey into chiropractic and let that be the lead into wherever this conversation is going to, where the divine and innate within you and innate within me and the universal and intelligence takes us today. So. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to um, have a conversation with you and I have really felt blessed by our interactions and our relationship. And specifically, um, as of late, I felt a call in my own heart to connect with other women. And I didn't really know where God would have me to go to connect. And I desire to remain within my value set. Um, you know, if I feel like God is the bullseye and then family is the next ring and then work is the next ring after that, the call that I feel like God has given me to do considered work, um, you know, and then subsequent subsequent rings from there, um, I want to make sure that I'm honoring um, my first value set and not sacrificing an inner ring for something that's an outer ring. And so as a mother, I have been raising up uh, two children with my husband, and they are now 10 and 13. And so I feel the call a little bit more that I am to branch out and to be around other um, women of wisdom and love and connection. And that's what I really felt was that I really wanted connection. And you are such a connector and so kind and so loving and um, so much wisdom within you that the things that you would say have literally changed my life. We, um, I was talking about some very difficult times with other women in my life and my um, husband's family, for example. And um, just shortly after our conversation, a uh, phone call was given after that. And so I just can feel the connectedness of God in our lives. And it really spurs on, you know, then to what we do, because our goal as chiropractors is to connect people and to connect with people. So when we do the adjustment um, here, when I do an adjustment, I say your power's on, you know, your brain is connected to your body and your body is connected to your brain and shine your light bright, go into this world and be the light. And to not dim that, you know, the world and people, we can be so worried about what people think. Um, we can be so worried about what's the latest trend, or um, we can be worried about the things that we have to do in a day. There's always that opportunity to worry. And yet we have to remember to come back to um, what we were put on this earth for. 
And I believe that is to love one another. And I believe that is to connect with one another. And um, in the past few years, we have had something that has done completely the opposite. So I've been really thankful to um, really stand for what it is that I value. And I really see it as like a warrior. I got to put the arm up higher, you know, like a warrior pose um, that is like, I will not sacrifice. And this is important to me. And this is why. And I'm telling those things to myself, not to other people necessarily. And so I feel like one of the greatest things that I felt called to discuss with people is not just your time management, but your energy management. And so I really feel that um, this is something where we could talk a little bit about how are we managing our energy and how are we managing um, the call that God has for us. So thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about these things. Well, I am too. And um, so I think this leads into what we talked about a little bit before as far as starting your day. Yes. And so do you want to share your, um, and this may have evolved. I, I know my, how I commence with my day has evolved over the years <laughs> in different ways in terms of before, before I was married or while I was married. Um, and then as a single mom, what I was doing, and then now having an empty nest. And I really don't even know that I can, I'm beyond that. And so my, my starting in my day has actually shifted. So um, do you want to share a little bit about that? Does that feel like the right place to? Yeah. Because I love that you even brought up the different seasons. I love analogies because we do need to look at our life as seasons because in the weather, for example, we know that at some point towards the end of winter, you kind of start to get a little bit tired of the cold. You maybe just can't wait to start seeing things bud and bloom. And yet that dormancy period is also a blessing and we can recognize that. So I definitely believe that we need to um, love and honor the seasons of our lives mm -hmm. and realize that this too shall pass, that in this season, I feel called and I have, um, you know, energy to do certain things. And so it has evolved for me in my morning routine. But the one thing that is true is that I believe that we all should have some sort of a rhythm or a routine. Um, routine to me seems very... Um, that's a hard word for me. I'm, I'm funny about words, but rhythm to me feels more in the rhythm of a music or, um, I just feel like a rhythm is something that could be exciting as opposed to something called a routine. So, um, and then you're able to go with what you're called to in the morning, but the morning time is really important because it's when we first wake up after having a rest. It's when our body is in its parasympathetic mode and it's rest and digest. And it's imperative that we have that so that our body, our temple of the Holy Spirit is not at a full pace pedal to the metal all the time. And so when we wake up, we have this refreshing period, we have this opportunity to see it as new. And 70 to 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day is what a human has. And 90% of those are the same as yesterday. So the reason why the morning routine is important to me is that I am choosing um, what I will be thinking. That's one of the main containers, you know, this boardroom of our mind 
um, that I feel like is imperative to um, put in there the things that grow us. And there's research, and um, Dr. Joe Dispenza is an author. He also has a show through Prime on Gaia called Rewired. And he talks about putting your brain in a certain brain pattern. And one of the best ways to do that is in the morning time. And certainly you can do that all throughout the day, especially when you know you need to catch yourself. But um, so this morning routine, really what, um, and it's it's also come from another author, Hale, H-A-L, Elrod, E-L-R-O-D. He has the Miracle Morning book. He's a gentleman that's overcome cancer two times. Um, and so what Dr. Joe Dispenza is talking about in this body of research is that when we get up and we go to our phone, to our email, to our task list that we've maybe even written the night before so we don't forget the things we have to do, it places our brain in hindbrain function. And it is known that hindbrain function is then reactionary. So it, it, you know, you're reacting to the world as opposed to doing the opposite, which is waking up in the morning and doing a rhythm that prepares your brain, mind, body, and spirit um, for that day. And I do believe that it's important to do each day and that we have um, mercies that are good for us each day. And so I really think it's important to start with, you know, deciding for your own self what would be an ideal day. Um, before you even start this morning routine or rhythm, what is an ideal day for you that trust enough that you are loved and cared for enough that what is inspiring to you and what would feel good to you and what would be ideal is something that could be created in your life, that you are worthy of the things that are your heart's desire. And so um, even just sitting uninterrupted, um, you know, just even taking one hour and just really seeing in your mind's eye, um, maybe some inspiring music, um, envision what does it feel like to be living your dream life? And what about that life brings happiness? Um, you know, imagining a day where you love every moment, moment of your day, what does it feel like? And really get in that feeling process. Um, and so for a rhythm, I usually really like to um, wake up and do meditation or prayer. Um, I really like to do a little bit of reading because I love to read. And so in order to get that in my day, I like to make sure that I do it first thing because it's important. Um, I also really like to exercise. I like to get up and get my blood pumping and flowing and um, so those are just a few things that I do um, in order to get my day going. And I think that it should be taking different forms for every person and in different ways. Maybe you're the type of person that likes to exercise after work, for example. And so you can, you know, handle the energy that the kids have when you get home or those types of things. So um, I really love a morning routine, though, a morning rhythm. I think that it is imperative. Well, I really feel it's important, as you mentioned, that everybody find what that is for them. It's kind of like when I was, um, people still sometimes ask me this, but they would especially ask me this when I was in the field of exercise physiology, like what's the best exercise? Well, first of all, it depends on your goals, what you're wanting to achieve, but also what you're going to do. What are you going to commit to? And I feel like the morning rhythm 
if you will, is, is a commitment. It's, I like to call it also a devotional. It's a devotional mm-hmm. time for me, um, especially because I want to be in devotion and, and communion with higher, higher inner, higher aspects of myself, as well as with the creator. I want to spend that time because when I, as I'm pretty sure <laughs> once you leave your house or at a certain point after that, that morning, I'll just call it maybe even a ritual, the rhythm, this ritual that you might have, um, you hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. It's like, especially once you get to your office or studio and you, you're now you're on a, you have a very defined schedule that takes place. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I feel like I want to go. So for me, what I've discovered too, is that that puts me into a little bit more of a masculine energy framework, but there's a part of me that likes to be more in a flow. <laughs> and yeah. so it's, so it's part of me giving that flow time, that rhythm time, whatever that is for me to get in clear and reconnected um, so that I can do the other things and be of service too. And, and for me, that helps bring some balance. That helps me also with my energy management, if you will. Um, but something you said, and I want to bring this up because um, you were talking about your, I'm going to just say the word focus, but that may not be the right word. You know, re- it's like putting aside whatever it was from yesterday so that you're fresh today and what you wish to actually, um, the inner energy you wish to bring. I like to see it as something we're bringing in and we're going to use it to help create or manifest in our world. So if it's um, however you want to feel, you want to feel, maybe you're going to bring in joy today. Right. I don't know quite how, maybe, maybe there's certain things, you know, through my day, I just want to be in a place and state of frequency of joy. So one of the things that um, I have done in, in my meditation group is that we will do a certain thing where we ask even from the higher realms from the heaven, what am I to seed? What am I to actually seed today? What, and, and see what comes in. Is it a, so it's not just me, but it's like, okay, how can I be of service to the higher realms? Am I going to seed joy? Am I going to seed? Sometimes it's, it might come in um, colors. You know, I'm actually seeing purple today. For some reason I'm going to bring in, and that might feel like transformation or whatever. I'm going to stay in the garden. I, I don't know. It just comes in different ways. So I feel like that's similar to what you're speaking of. And um, it, it's that place where you also spoke, you know, where we're, um, we're coming from that place of creating and connection and not reacting right autopilot which is such a um a theme with what we do driving force in our life the subconscious and those tapes that are played over and over and over and we can really see when we are kind of in a cyclical pattern and we want to break free from that and we have to learn how to rewire and refire our neural network into something that serves us because a lot of times those old stories don't necessarily serve us. Right. And do you, which is interesting because that one card <laughs> we, we pulled, I pulled an Oracle card was about new, a new story, right. And alignment. Mm-hmm. And um, so do you, 
I, I'm, I'm, I know you do. So, but I feel like it's important for our audience to hear this. So when you adjust people, how, how is that? I mean, as a practitioner and for those people, when they feel that shift, when they feel the difference of before they came in and after they got reconnected on the table with you, I don't know. I just love when they are able to say, especially when they say, I didn't feel bad coming in and I feel so much better. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And do you, such a do, gift. Sorry. Do, you, do you feel that those, um, so does, does it in those moments or those, when you're able to bring the conversation about, do you find that's when you're helping to teach? Cause I know teaching is, is a big part of what you do. Yeah. Um, do you find it's easier to do one-on-one? Do you like doing it in a class, you know, helping all these things that we're talking about, but also the, the tangible experience that your clients have. Um, am, am I making it clear? I don't know if my question is clear. Oh yeah. I, I want to know your experience as a, in practice of helping people, uh, have the light turn on basically of, of what we're talking about. Yes. I feel like that too has taken on many different seasons. I've had classes of teaching. Um, I do a lot of one-on-one because we take care of um, one person at a time. And my desire is to connect and not just connect, but to provide an amount of love that is unparalleled to um, what other people get from other providers. Um, That's not to say anything about other providers. It's just to say that I desire a chiropractic experience and a healing journey experience. Um, That is literally that, an experience. And I always joke, I do a lot of stuff in laughter, um, but I always joke, we've got your back, pun intended, Um, You know, because we work on the spine, but the spine is the house for the nerve system. And so, you know, when we're talking about the brain and the spinal cord and the nerves that come from it, um, this is big. This is the connection to the world, our five senses, um, our ability to be able to navigate in the world. You know, if we're talking about gait and walking Um, And so just meeting each person where they are and um, really trying to find that thing for them that is the most important, because what is important to me is not necessarily what's most important to them. And so by opening up the body's ability to be able to connect in this world with the people that they love and the purpose and the passions that they have. Um, I feel like is unparalleled in this world. There's not very many professions that do touch. And so I just feel like touch is one of my love languages and that I love people by giving them proper touch. And so when I talk about the morning routine, for example, or the rhythm, it's very important to me that I'm entering into a place that is not me, my own self, my ego, my desires, my Um, whatever mine would be, because um, I want to be in that spirit and will of God that is 
listening to the divine as to what that person needs, whether it's in their body, in their spirit, um, in the connection of touch, in the connection of words. Um, so it really takes a lot of different forms and has um, had many different seasons as far as teaching. Well, um, I can relate to that because I find anymore, I, I prefer to connect one-on-one -on -one <laughs> and um, to really listen to the words that they speak. We, we talked about how words are important. And I feel like often if we really listen, they'd let us know other things that are you know, going on. And sometimes it can be the tone. It can be the, like, like I, said, like I mentioned before, you know, that um, the, the ringing of that crystal. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had this, um, where something just resonates higher. Yeah. You know, when someone speaks or something shifts and it's like you're, hear you're hearing that music. Um, I don't know where you just went. I'm not sure either. Does it automatically? Okay. Okay. And, um, and, and I think that is not only a clue for us, but I think it's important in, I'm hearing the word wisdom to, to bring that forward for them to like, either, you know, when you said this, this is what I felt, or did you hear, did you hear what you just said? You know, um, and often there's many things I have found that when they start connecting and realizing the, the I think it's the, the power that exists, you know, the, you know, the universal intelligence, innate intelligence, and how things are expressing within the body. Um, the body is constantly telling us what is of the highest order, if you will, um, to be seen, to be heard, to be, to looked at. And um, to then help people find their own way because the the whole daily um, getting back into that connection, I think, is is part of the. Um, um, my brain just went. <laughs> um, oh, they spend. Not they. We all do. We. I mean, because we we both go get adjusted. You know, yeah. we the time that you spend outside of our office is so much greater is, is your life. So the practices of daily living, whether it's the, the morning rhythm, devotional time, um, as well as how you eat and whatever else you may be doing, you spend more time, energy in that space than you are on the table with us or with whoever practitioner. But the more in tune your nerve system, and I believe it's it's helping, not it, it's shifting the energy, so that we can be in a more balanced state because we can't be walking around in total parasympathetic mode. Right. We've got to find that. But I like to think of it as more of a zen. I call it like a zen state. We're more in a state of peace, but we're still going out throughout the world. So we can, no matter what's going on, we're in that state of peace. Um, that the nerve system can respond, react, reroute, do whatever, whatever it needs to do and come back to that place of being in, in our center here as well as in our center here. Um, 
that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, so I think it's really important, whatever little bit we are able to give them. And it doesn't like when I, when I said this about your comment, your comment was actually, it was, it was short, but it was huge. It was packed with, with energy and with um, a volume of, of meaning that is like, I had nothing else to say <laughs> when I read that comment. I think that that's kind of what's important when we, when we are with people, we and they're only with us with a short time that we give them not only that reconnection, but we give them those, whatever will serve them, whatever you're receiving that will to offer to them, invite them so that um, it can be rich, a richness um, as they go out their day until they yeah. come in. And I really see that too. I love analogies, but I even have a cup here. And, you know, I really feel that, um, in order to experience um, the ability to be able to give to others, we really have to think about our cup, you know, full and overflowing so that we can give to others. Um, so a basic analogy, if you're flying and something happens on the plane, these oxygen masks come down and the um, the attendants and everyone there, whether you have children with you or a partner, or, or whoever's with you, um, you are to secure that oxygen mask first. And I really, you know, even though we care so much about our children or we care so much about that person that we're with, if we're not able to take in that breath, then we aren't able to be able to assist someone else. And so it's so important to, number one, secure that oxygen mask for yourself first so that you can be of assistance to others in this life experience to be able to give love and joy and to be this light. And so um, to think about then if you have this full cup and we understand that to be full and overflowing means that you can give to other people. Well, then if you have things that are coming in and poking holes in your cup and it's a leaky cup, so to say, um, then that spurs me into the next thing that I feel really important is important to say, which is what are the things that we need to cease? doing? What are the stop doing things to know right. what feels your peace is almost more important than knowing what gives you peace. Because we need to be able to shore up our own cup so that we are able to be full and overflowing in this life. And so that's why I feel like this morning routine is one of the first things I felt like was really key to share and, um, you know, allowing your brain body connection to this world and to your purpose and to your plan. And then secondarily, um, when you said seed, what came to me immediately is I, I needed to know what things to stop doing because I have a lot of hats. I'm a mother. Um, I'm a daughter. I'm a wife. I am a teacher. I am, um, just so many things that I could go on and on and on. I'm a gardener. I, you know, like there's just so many things that I love to do. Um, but that isn't necessarily who I am. Who I am is a child of the most high God. And to constantly keep bringing ourselves back to that source and filling up our cup so it's full and overflowing so that we can give to other people, I think is paramount to fully understand. And that's really beautiful. And that's a great analogy because I know um, myself in 
cultivating my my connection to to the creator and um really helping myself become as pure a vessel as I can for to be not only for my own life but to be of service I feel like I've had to um look at things that I need to let go of and and we've talked we've talked about this in terms of contradictions I know we both have listened to um, Patrick Jim Tempo and his paraphrasing of Ayn Rand and I'll let you share that if you want to uh, but I think that's an, an important note to take to take you know note of of what we're in contradiction to as well as what is leaking because I think that is a major leak but also things that are um maybe of sabotage or even um robbing us of of the energy of where we could be putting it to a greater greater abundance and I don't necessarily mean abundance in just you know a lucrative abundance but i mean abundance in in the creation of if it's if one of our things to be here on this planet is to bring joy there's multiple ways that that could be could come through whatever role you are in whether as is the teacher the daughter the mother you know um the gardener so yeah. um i'll let you share that because i know um i think i've i've brought it up before but i know we we hold many, many mentors of the same, same mentors and who have helped us shape our way of looking at things and who we are. And, and, and the journey doesn't end the right. journey of our own. <laughs> I mean, we're constantly in a place of, you know, checking, rechecking, um, reconnecting, you know, finding our own alignment. Um, but, uh, I don't know why, when you said this, I really want to have you talk a little bit more about it is that place of what it feels like to me, that morning connection, however, you're, you're guided, you know, to, to do that really gets you in alignment with your, I believe it's your, your body, heart, your soul, and, and the creator, I believe it gets all of that together. So that you can go out and serve from a full vessel, from an overflowing vessel, um, with to your husband, your children, your extended family, your friends, your you know your your um, clients, Even people you don't know in a store, driving, <laughs> allowing people to get into a lane. I mean, this can go in so many just. We really need to think small in a lot of ways because God is so big, but we need to remember the small things. And I think when we are feeling good and feeling connected to our purpose and, um, you know, whose we are, um, I really feel like that we can even do those smaller things. It's not just for the people that I know. It's the people that I endeavor to know. Um, and I really felt that call that I really needed to have more relationships. So I, uh, I've been a mom and I go, you know, I do mom and work and mom and wife and all those lovely things that are such gifts. And then there was a point where it was like, Ooh, I just really feel the call that I am needing some sisterhood. And so I'm really, really thankful um, to know what it is that I value. It comes back to this um, bullseye, you know, as God, family, um, career, what we do or work. Um, 
And so contradiction is something where it's in opposition of that which you value. So for example, a very easy example, and this one I have to constantly um, continue to rework and make sure, but it's exercise. I feel that in order to be healthy, it is important to exercise. Exercise can take many different forms. It could be simply walking. It could be simply, um, you know, moving your body in some way is considered exercise. And so if I believe in order to be healthy, that's a value set that you need to exercise, but I'm not doing that, then I'm in contradiction. And so what our mentor says, one of the gentlemen that we've learned from is um, the level of contradiction is equal to the level of destruction. So while exercise is something that will compound over time, and usually I'm able to keep that in, there's days where I, I have some contradiction. But if, if it's a bigger thing, you know, um, I feel like thoughts are so big that we need to really evaluate, okay, are the thoughts that I'm having that are leading me to these emotions and emotions, as Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, are records of the past, something that was imprinted so heavily that you can remember it in such a way that it could even evoke emotion again in the same way, um, you know, is that something that's serving you? Because we can have joyful memories, we can have joyful emotions, or we could have, you know, non-joyful. And so I think it's just really, really important to keep assessing, you know, what things are in alignment with your value set and which things are not. And it's really important to remember that our body is weighed down by gravity. So we walk on this earth because gravity is part of the earth. And so that keeps us down onto the ground. We're not like on the moon where we've seen possibly where or in the space shuttle where people are floating. And so what's interesting is our body is held by gravity, by the laws of gravity, but our mind is not. And so um, one of the things that I've learned as well is letting go to rise, letting go of the things that are in my thoughts, in my mind, and maybe in some of these cyclical um, events that have been maybe traumatic in some way, learning that you're, you have the ability to let go of things in order to rise, that your thoughts are not held by gravity. I love that analogy, that it's not held by gravity. And I really feel um, more and more, it's a call for us to really come into our our heart and to use our, our heart as a navigation system and to really start feeling because our, our, our mind can, can take us to all sorts of places. So um, I think it takes, um, can we take that, whatever that is and, and run it through the heart system to, to discern does this, is this a value or not a value? Is this of alignment or not of alignment? Mm -hmm. And then using, using it from that perspective um, to, to, to really fine tune. I think, I think there's sometimes we have to fine tune what we're perceiving and what we're looking at and what we're thinking even. I mean, that could even go with our eating, right? Because, you know, if, how do you choose to see that health food item? Like the green smoothie, for example, that I really recommend for people. Do you see it as something like, oh, oh, I have to drink this. I have to, as opposed to, 
oh, I get to flood my body with live nutrients. Like how we choose to see it is really important. Well, and I've had that happen with people too, who have um, like food allergies. Let's just say, you know, we we talk about, um, and they want to, so they're still eating wheat or they're still eating dairy. They're still eating eggs. And yet they feel horrible. Their body is telling them directly that this isn't serving, serving them. And I know myself, it becomes a choice of like, I want to feel good. And so I don't, I don't, uh, I choose It's a choice to not eat certain foods because I know my body doesn't, doesn't react well. <laughs> it really robs me uh, as far as like energy. It really robs me of energy. You know, I could feel really like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm so fatigued or it, it kind of becomes a, a drain over time. And, and so I think it comes back to what are we, our value system yeah. and making those choices. And, um, and it's interesting how, at least my experience is once, once I really realize my values, that green smoothie actually tastes pretty good. It really does. <laughs> and know? it really does. Um, it is exciting too, to think about it, not just in our thoughts, but like in our choices for our mind, for our body, for our spirit. Um, you know, we really have the opportunity to be on a journey in all those areas, not just searching for a destination and to really choose to step out of the comfort zone and know that this may also be a season because even with allergies and food allergies, a lot of the times once this body goes through this journey of healing and you've removed a substance um, that is an irritant for a certain amount of time, sometimes, and this was for my own son, um, he had an allergy to dairy. And we did not know it at the time. And we, I mean, gave him the smallest little tip of some ice cream while we were at Disney. This is years and years ago. He's a brand new baby. I mean, he's old enough to have ice cream. So he's a year and some. And we had projectile vomiting and uh, labored breathing. And we were entering into a very scary place. And so um, now he's grown out of that. And that is because we completely removed it. It was absolutely imperative. And I understood the gravity of that. And um, now he's able to have that again. And so by allowing a season of rest or by allowing a season of removing something, you can thereby, you know, determine if that item or that person or um, that certain situation can come back into your life. Um, you know, that it's okay that things go and that maybe doors close because other windows or other doors will be opened. And so it's just an opportunity to um, trust that you're being guided and to be able to learn that we should be and can be constant learners and that it's a gift. It's a gift to, you know, as a child starts with infant milk and then works their way to meat, so to say. Um, you know, you can drink spiritual milk and as you learn and gain wisdom, then you can eat spiritual meat. And so I just am really excited to be on the journey. I'm thankful to be able to have this conversation because it's important to me. It's important 
for me to see the things that have been what I would consider sandpaper in my life, things that felt like were really, really roughing me up. And I didn't know how to change those. And I didn't know what was going to help that. The, it was in regards to certain people and those people weren't going to be going away. And so all of a sudden, at one point, a wisdom came to me that was like, wait a second, this is actually polishing you. This has created within you so much more patience, so much more kindness, because when you experience something that's unkind, you generally don't want to do that to another person. So, you know, I, um, I just feel like more fruit was produced and it was not sandpaper. It was a polishing cloth. And that was by a choice. That was by a wisdom choice that was given to me that I could see all of these great things that came from it. And now I com- I see it completely different. Well, and I believe that's the beauty of, of wisdom. When we gain wisdom from any sort of, um, let's say, a wound, if you will, or adverse situation, there, there is really this gift that is, is in it. If we're open and willing to, to see it from that perspective, again, I think it comes back to similar to what we said, you know, are we working from here? Are we working from here? You know, are we working from here and our heart so that we can actually view it from, from a different place. And the, I love the analogy of the polishing cloth and um, it also reminds me there's a um, a story of a of a Buddha where the the monks had covered it in um, in mud to hide it to protect it. I mean, maybe you've heard this, and but any underneath it, it was in gold. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's like the the mud is how how life may have it felt like life was slinging um, things at you um, that weren't fun or you know. But really, there's this gift, this golden gift in it of 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 wisdom. If we're able to to really look at it from a higher perspective and mm-hmm. and allow that, um, and and the fact that w- what you just said too about you know seasons, we we may have to stop doing something or maybe not have someone in our life for a while. And I think then the journey that we do inwardly whether it's healing through the body or healing something else, we may allow that to come back in. Um, it doesn't mean it's coming back in in the same, well, we're different, number one. Right. Um, but there may be parameters, you know, maybe we don't eat certain things. We can only eat it in a certain way, or there may be, you know, some, um, I don't know if I want to say that. I think when we own our worth in all different ways, then I think we can come into whether it's whatever situation or relationship in a different way. And it may still be like that person can't come in, but now it may be able, we can't come in because I'm, I've sealed up those leaky spots, (laughs) those leaky places in my, and I, I can own my energy and my worth and be able, and my wisdom and come from a different perspective. Exactly. And I could say just from my own experience that I came from less of a victim mentality in that moment as well, Um, that I know whose I am and I know um, that I was knit in the womb and for a purpose and 
that um, the hardships are really blessings. That if we can find the blessing, there's even signs out there. And um, I went and got one, but make lemonade from lemons. You know, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And I just really see myself as kind of that way more and more. Um, And I believe that's because I've grown more and more. And I am interested in giving love because I know the magnitude of which I am loved. So I think it's important to know your worth and to know how loved you are. And that will be the measure to which you are able to love. And so it's important to have that self-reflective time. It's important to um, rise up as a warrior within yourself um, that has been given to you, not on your own will, but that knowing that I could do this battle if it's part of what God has for me. And I can do that with strength, even if I don't feel strong, because we are qualified as we come to the call. That's beautiful. So is there anything else that you wish to share? I feel like that is actually a beautiful place to to maybe bring closure. Um, Is there anything else that your heart is longing and wishing to elaborate on or? I just want to say I really feel I love families. Um, I love all of the parts of a family. So the husband and the children, but women are, you know, like you had said a while ago, the heart of the home and kind of a a hub, so to say. And so this is not relying on other people necessarily, even as close as they are to us to necessarily be on this journey. But as your light continues to increase and you continue to shine brighter and brighter and brighter, that will naturally attract those that you love around you. So the work is within our own selves and with, um, you know, our higher power, divine God. And so it really is important to choose yourself first. That's the oxygen mask first. That is important to understand your own value and the amount to which you are loved. So um, this came up a couple of times and I don't know if it's something you want to talk about here or not, but you, didn't you have a, a, a gathering of women at your home? I did. Um, it was through that, that rewired series. Yeah. Um, there is a show that's 13 episodes and it's on Gaia, which is a subscription through Prime. It's $12 a month, but you can certainly go through the 13 episodes in one month. They're about 20 minutes long, 25 minutes long. And I really recommend if anybody does choose to do it, that you do episodes one and two together or maybe one, two and three and kind of group them like that because they are shorter. So you could almost make it like the length of a movie almost. Um, and I... I watched that series and treated it like it was a class. I stopped, I took notes, I rewound it, I started it again um, because I wanted to learn how to rewire and refire. And so this particular teacher um, actually was in a bike race when he was younger and had his back broken. He was a chiropractor at the time. And so his life as he knew it was completely different. And all he had in that moment was his mind. He could only lay face down and be taken care of. 
And so he decided in that moment, well, I have my mind, so I am going to use what I have. And he decided that he was going to rebuild his spine one vertebra at a time in his mind. And if he got distracted, he was going to start over. So I really think that it is important. Um, I think personally, I like to learn from people that are passionate about what they do. Um, it, we're in an information age right now. And so information is everywhere. But to be able to assimilate that information and use it for your own self thereby becomes wisdom. And so I think it's really, really important to continually evaluate um, busy versus productive. You know, if you're in a season of life where you don't know how you're going to put that certain thing in, then maybe it isn't at the season of life that it's meant for you. But I really do feel that um, learning how to rewire and re refire and change the brainwave patterns is something that is um, important and can be done. I didn't know if you were still having, because um, you had mentioned sisterhood before, and I didn't know if you were still having these women um, gatherings and if that was still ongoing or if it was just kind of a, an intro to get people to get their feet wet, you know, and, and embark on that. So um, it was an intro and I didn't know exactly where that would go, but I was um, brave to consider, you know, inviting people over to watch something that was important to me. And right. we did the first two episodes and we haven't done anything with it after that. Um, but I certainly have the vision for it. I think that it is, um, me calling forth the people that are meant to be there more, um, you know, that want to continue on a journey. Right. Which is, which is life itself. Life itself is a journey and, um, and healing is a, is a part of that is a process within that, but ultimately it's finding the greatest, I believe the greatest life expression we can for wherever we are and that we continue to be curious and to um, find the wisdom, our own wisdom, and to live fully, authentically from that place. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And I'll put your contact information in the comments um, with this. If anyone is wanting to seek uh, any more of your I'm here, leadership as well as your wisdom and gifts of service. So thank you, Jen. And thank I hope you, you have um, the most beautiful day that you've already imagined and seated within. And um, may we go forward and share our love with yeah. that. Okay. Thank you for your love. I love and appreciate you. you greatly. Thank you. So thank you from my heart to yours for taking your precious time and energy to join me today in the sacred space. Receive the soul wisdom of the white rose and to drink from the jasmine tea, the tea of life and our human experience. Blending and weaving both for our growth, for evolution, not only for our own soul, but to also support and activate those around us and to uplift humanity. So if this has served you and you wish to receive more, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. 
as well as on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Way of the Feminine Force, where there are more meditations as well as messages and musings that you can listen to.